the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, the, uh, we've got Steve on the line. We're going to get to him in just about uh, 30, 45 seconds. But if you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Air Park Auto Service. Nadine and Stacy, of which have been friends of mine and my wife, Renee, um, opened Air Park Auto in 1985 in the Scottsdale Air Park. They're located on Rain Tree, just east of Hayden. They're still today family-owned and operated. They've been on my best car repair shop list for years and years. Air Park Auto is a state-of-the-art, clean and green facility. They have the diagnostic tools and the technicians capable of handling your vehicles and concerns. So if you live in North Scottsdale, I know you'll be happy with the service you receive at Air Park Auto. I'll tell you something else, ladies. Air Park Auto is owned and operated by Nadine. Stacy passed away a couple years ago. Nadine is a very strong woman, and there's not any technician that I know of that's going to be able to look her in the eye and lie to her because she knows lots about cars. So if you're a woman and you're looking for a woman-operated shop, the answer is really to no man then uh, Air Park Auto Service in North Scottsdale would be a good place to start. Let's go to the phones. And, Steve, good morning to you. How can we help you? Hey, good morning, Mark. I just wanted to give a really big thumbs up on my 97 F-250 that Alan uh, had kind of redeemed for me um, with the problems that we had with the original computer being reflashed with... uh, um, what we would call an inferior code after I had uh, a programmer crash and after Alan's done his massaging, I think you've uh, used the cliche that she runs like a scalded dog. <laughs> but I, but I, I'll tell you, I couldn't be happier with uh, what we did to that power stroke um, uh, with that programmer because I'm able to... Um, not only uh, switch to several different settings, I can do it while I'm on the fly. And when I'm not towing that, that big pit wheel, um, I can put it back to the stock mode to where that poor power stroke, when it's on its stock mode, can't get out of its own way. But, you know, that's, that's a, well, a whole other thing. Thank but you. Thank you very much for that. That's... Um that's a, that's really nice to uh, to get an attaboy every once in a while, and and uh, and and as you can well know, I'm I'm pretty proud of this kid sitting next to me. He's a uh, he's pretty good with those Fords. We've uh, 
I'd be the first one to tell you that uh, we make a lot of money working on those forts. Why don't you tell me from your point of view what the heck happened? What Start from the beginning and kind of quickly go through the story. He, well, what, wait, hang on, hang on, Steve, hang on. Oh, okay. From sorry. a technical point of view. He, uh, he came to me and... He'd had, he had installed a, uh, a downloadable programmer, which programmed the PCM, and um, he, he, he downloaded it, and at some point, he, was going back to, he went back to factory with it, and during the return to factory, it locked up, okay. and when it locks up, he's got it, he took it to the dealer and had it reflashed. With stock software. Yeah, stock software. With software to, that the truck to, came with. To get it running. Okay. Well, he didn't, he didn't feel like it. After that reflash, he he said it, it's run worse than it's ever have. Okay. So I went through it. We looked at all the programming, and, and, and I told him, I said, you know, sometimes a newer programming steps back the power a little bit. Sometimes they're, they're, you know, they're pulling power away on some of these new updates. So I went in there, and I suggested we do a different type of a chip, one that attaches to the PCM actual um, uh, uh, circuit board. And as I went in to pull the PCM out, I had noticed... On the board itself, where you snap this chip in, you have to sand the gel, the whatever it is, the waterproof insulating uh-huh. gel off, in order to get a good. Th- and it was already off, and which which indicates to me the only reason that you do that is to put a programmer on it. Okay. So what I told him was is, is what I think happened. I think some prior to him owning it, it had a programmer on the PCM. Okay. I so he didn't ever know what true stock was. Right. So when he got it, he thought, okay, this thing runs good. Then when he put the 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 edge on it, it ran even better than stock. I think when he took it to the dealer, I I think the 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 programmer on the PCM damaged the edge going back to stock. Gotcha. I think it interfered there. When he took it to Ford, I think they had a problem reflashing it. And this is all speculation, but it's probably a good guess. Uh, when they went when he went to Ford, they were getting some interruption because that programmer was still on the PCM. Gotcha. They went in and looked at the PCM, pulled the programmer off, right. which took another you know fifty to one hundred horsepower out right. of it, flashed it, and he basically he lost both chips, and it took it back even further than you know he had ever driven it before. So he was he he got it when he got it. He was at level three, and as they start pulling stuff out of it and returning it to stock, he drops back down to one. Or zero. Or zero. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, when you talk about programmers and chips, when you do high-performance stuff uh, and you're going to add horsepower to gasoline and diesels, there's a difference between a programmer and a chip. Right. One of them is you plug in, make your changes, unplug it, and you're done. Yes, it re- reflashes the computer. Okay. The other one allows you the opportunity to change on the fly. Uh, so you can, well, that's actually technically a module. Okay. So on the module side, you you can drive around. Let's say that they got five load or five settings. Right. So you, one is just the way it came from the factory, and five is watch out. Right. This thing's a romping, stomping new truck. Right. We don't say that much about Fords, though, do we? It's more like when we talk <laughs> right. about Dodges. Okay. So anyway, so with you have a five-level power source, you can drive around in one, two, or three. And most of them will just say if you're going to be hauling horses and stuff in a trailer, you just don't go past two or three. Right. If you go to four or five and you're hauling horses or trailers or big stuff like that, you're going to hurt something. Right. So that's called it. That's called what? That well, you can they all change have, on the fly. They, they all have multiple settings. But the program, the one that the, the program is BCM, you actually have to return it to stock and then program it again to change the power setting. So that takes, you know, 10, 15 minutes. But you can't do it on the fly. Correct. A module uh, yeah, um, 
basically unplugs, un, usually under the hood, it, un, it, it plugs in between the sensor inputs from okay. the sensors to the PCM. It skews those signals, so that one, is, you're available to change that on the fly. It's just changing the, 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 the signal going back to the PCM. It's tricking the PCM. And then we don't do this on cars that are under warranty because you're going to cause problems in the warranty side. You can't go in there with different software. You can't, you, yeah, we typically don't reflash if a vehicle's under warranty with a module, it's undetectable. Okay. Um, the, uh, the, the third one is, is actually pulling the sun, there's not very many of these left anymore, but the PCM actually has a, uh, a provision for a programmer to put on it, and we slide, the, the, we slide a little, little chipset thing onto the PCM board, and that usually, that, that allows us to shift on the fly okay. as well. So the PCM is the power control module. It's the brain, main brain for the car. We're going to have a couple of plugs on the back of it that could be three and four inches wide, or double deckers. It's We've not got... those ones. It's, okay. it's usually on the other end of the computer. Okay. Like, it, I, I don't know if they use it for like a diagnostic port or a programming port. I don't know what they use it for, but okay. it's not now, that when you put a module in there, are you going to put it between the two inputs, or are you going to use this other port that you're talking no, about? No, 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 no. We uh, when we use a module, it's usually like in the place of the maps uh, between the map sensor, between the fuel rail pressure sensor, right. between the injection control pressure. You know, uh, you're going to interface a a particular set of of inputs, and you're going to change those to make it have more power. But there's a risk, folks, associated with this. You can hurt your vehicle a lot. You can cause lots of problems and you can blow up transmissions and all that kind of stuff so it's really important that you just go don't go out there on the internet buy something take it up if it's got i mean we've seen what 19 20 levels oh I'm, yeah i mean in 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 power levels you can't just go from zero to 19 and go out there and romp and stomp your vehicle because you're going to hurt it i tell everyone it, it you know they say well i hear it's bad for my Everything comes down to your right foot and how you drive it. I mean, if you drive it responsibly and respectfully and you use it for what it's designed and intended for, it, it, you're not going to have an issue. But if you go out and race stoplight to stoplight, it's going to give you problems. There's just no question. Well, and then you and I have had these same modules and programmers in our own vehicles, mm-hmm. and neither one of us has hurt our vehicles. No. But there's been times when I've been hauling horses, or there's been times when I've got backhoes on a big trailer behind my truck, and I know that my, my power level is right at where it you know, where trader hauling is probably one more step higher is is a bad idea. Yeah. So as a result of that, I'm real careful about going up hills. I don't flog the son of a gun. I don't have the foot to the floor pulling a backhoe from rye to Payson. Right. So you have to be careful because I know that if I got the exhaust temperatures up to 16, 1700 degrees, I'd just melt the motor. Right. So I'd never make it to the top of the hill. The only way I'd do it is on the back of a tow truck. Right. So there's some modules out there that are fun to drive. We've also got all kinds of things that can change the, the all the a lot of the different patterns. There's stuff out there that can disable your ABS, although I don't know why you'd want to do that. There's also stuff out there that, that you can put in the you can put in line, like you said, to change the input signal. So if we tell the computer that your engine's cold all the time, it's gonna add more fuel. And more fuel is more power. So you can do that kind of stuff. It's kind of silly to do that, but people can still do that, and it's all over the Internet for you to do that. 602-508-0960. Steve, thank you very much for your call. Thank you for the attaboy. And we're going to go to Dan. Dan, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hello. Thanks for the show. You bet. Hey, anyone hold on to an old-fashioned headlight adjuster? Yeah, we have one. You do? Yeah, the, the, the kind of suction cup to the front of the headlights? Uh only had one used once, and that was several years ago. I got an old 77 Dodge. Yep. 
We have one that will work. Look. Well, well, let me ask. Let me ask you a question. Are you going right off the headlights? Yeah. Okay. We have two different kinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have one that has a suction cup that fits on the on the front of the headlights, and then it has levels up and down and left and right. We can use those, but we also have another one that's more sophisticated than that that sits back from your vehicle, and it takes your headlights, and, and then you adjust from there. On the older stuff, we usually use the ones that go to the headlight, right? Right. right. Okay. On the newer stuff, and, and so define older and newer. You know, the only way I can probably define it is if it has the nipples on the headlight glass assembly, uh-huh. because with those, it, uh, with, with the nipples, that's kind of the... That's the interference. You, you want those or you don't want those on the older cars? You, if it has those, you uh, we can hang the heads on the lights themselves. Okay, so it's going to have like three or four the, the, nipples. The, yeah, they're like indicator pins, right. basically. And there's little numbers next to them, and we set our machine up for that. Okay, so, so if you have the three or four indicator pins... Yep. Then we're going to use the newer style stuff. No, older. That's older the stuff. Older, yeah. All yeah right. That's all older cars. But like my truck and your truck, we don't have that on ours, so we have to use the old, the other machine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so on our newer trucks, we have big pieces of plastic glass or yeah. pe- plastic over our headlights with a bulb behind them, and the headlight can be 12 inches wide and 4 inches tall. And only one adjuster screw. Yep. And, and what? How much? Are you running? <laughs> are you, <laughs> I get a phone number for a time and place? Um, well, yes, you can. If you're ready, it's 480. Five nine eight, one two three four, and you'd want to call and make an appointment, and uh, and ask for Alan, and yeah. uh, he'll he'll take care of you. All right, just tickles me pink. Thank you. All right, you betcha. Thank no you. No problem. All righty, T O T Allen turned over to A E S, and it's a headlight adjust. Um, I still adjust everything I have with the barn door. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so do I. Just the other day, I was with a friend of mine. Well, Daryl, you remember yeah. Daryl, and uh, we were—he was taking me home, and I was looking at his headlights, and I said, "You know, you got one off to the left and one a little high on the on the right." And he goes, "Ah, yeah, I've never really had it." So I said, "We'll pull over by the barn." So he pulls his truck up against the barn, and honest to goodness, the right one looks like it's going to Mars, and the left one looks like it's going left. Yep. Yep. So when you look at the big picture, so and then I looked, and he didn't have any fog lights on. And so I looked, and he had both bulbs burned out. Oh, yeah. So I replaced the two bulbs, adjusted his headlights using the line in the bar door, and he tells me I did great. Yeah. So I only charged him like $400. 602-508-0960. Of course I didn't. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back right after this. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria. And at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. 
Geico applauds your inner road name. A slow clap goes out to your biker alter ego. You might be mild-mannered Michael in the office, the guy known for raising his hand in meetings, but out on the open road, it's Motor Mike. Geico supports you and your bike, Motor Mike, because beyond cars, Geico insures motorcycles, those glorious vroom-vroom machines. With 24-7 customer service and great rates, the only thing you'll be raising from now on is a heck of a good time. So head out on the highway and make that road yours, Mike. Make it yours. Geico Motorcycle. See how much you could save. Tune in to Cox 7 every Thursday night during football season to catch the high school football game of the week. The Notre Dame Saints host the Paradise Valley Trojans this week, each with something to prove. Paradise Valley is out to show the world that last year's state runner-up finish was no fluke. The Saints, meanwhile, hope to garner one more W on their way back to the playoffs while showcasing one of the best stadiums in the state. Don't miss the 35th televised season of high school football on Cox 7. See it all Thursday at 7 on the Cox 7 High School Game of the Week. Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the Y for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the Y, someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the Y. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the Y as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the Y. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Don't miss a thing with the all-new Patriot app. Just visit your app store and download today. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Alan Salem, and we're here at your service, 602-508-0960. We've got Felix and George on the line, but they've got three lines open, so if you'd like to join us, you certainly can. I want to talk just for a few seconds about Larry Harker's Auto. They're the oldest shop we have on our list. They've been around since 1967. Larry Harker's Auto is run by Bob and his wife, Ellen, and they are some kind of nice people. Ellen runs the front counter and the appointments, and the books, and the repair orders, but Bob handles the shop. And as far as being a diagnostician, Bob is probably one of the best diagnosticians I've ever met. He just has the tenacity and the knowledge of how the circuit works in order to find the problem. Just the other day, I sent him a guy with a Dodge truck, and he had some air conditioning problem, he had some airbag problem, and Bob was able to fix both of them. Not only find them, but fix them. And that's the real key. A lot of guys can say, I can fix that, but when, it, when the push comes to shove, then they, they spend... And, and when you get somebody that puts on seven parts to fix your car, there's not anybody that's going to believe that it needs all seven parts, that, that five of those were guesses, probably. But you're not going to have that at Larry Harker's Auto. 38th Avenue and Indian School, if you have to drive, they're, they're well worth the time. Let's go to Felix. Felix, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hey, what's happening, Mark? Not much. Uh, 
You and I had a conversation uh, a while back about batteries, and you were talking to use fuel batteries. And up here in Payson, I went around to all the stores, and you can't find those things. Everybody's got the ones where you pop the lids off. I'm just wondering, is it, uh, why is that? Is that because of, of price or what? You know, I've said before, 89% of the batteries in the United States are made by the same company. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's possible, and I say this with a nice way. I'm not being derogatory. I think uh, it's possible that the community is somewhat conservative, and they're a little uncomfortable with con- with a you know sealed battery. And as a result of that, many of the auto parts stores have lost sales because people want to see caps and they want to see acid inside the uh, the particular cells. So the difference being, Felix, is this. When you have a sealed battery, the, the, the evaporation occurs, but it goes to the top of the battery where it's cooled, and it turns back to liquid, and then it falls back into the battery. So we do have a turnover of the water where a, a non-sealed battery, when we gas, that gas escapes the caps, never to return again. So that's the reason why you typically have to feed a distilled water or an... Um, you know, and deionized water, or just tap water to your battery. So I, I can't answer your question why they don't do it. I don't think you guys have that many part stores up there, but um, you know, I, I don't know why. I just think it might have to do with the customer base. All right, that's good enough for me. I'm out here looking at mine. It's, I got to clean this thing off here in my tundra, and I was gonna, you know, go out and get one. But uh, like I say, I did, yeah, I did some research a while back. We've got like O'Reilly's, AutoZone, Napa up here, and, and Walmart, as you well know, and yeah. I only found, I think, I think O'Reilly's had one, as I recall, but that was it. Yeah. Okay, thanks a lot, Mark. All right, thank you for calling, Felix. George, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hey, guys. Good chatting with you. I, thank uh, you. I happen to be driving today. I'm thinking I love listening to your show on Saturdays, and then I go, wait a minute. Talking about electrical, and I just realized I have an electrical problem with my car. Okay. I had a 2010 Altima, and one of my taillights was out, and so I said, all right, I'm smart enough to figure this out. And so I went on YouTube, found a video on how to dismantle that housing and it turned out I was watching a video for a different year, so when I popped it out, I missed a few clips. And that's the second part of it. But that's the main part of my question is when I pulled the assembly apart to get to the bulb, the outer, the outer plastic glass part separated from the, the part that actually attaches to the car. You follow yep. me? Yes. So it's separated now, and so I'm trying to figure out what is the best adhesive method to reattach that so I don't get air in there or water in there, more more importantly. And then uh, I got a secondary question as well. All right. What are you thinking? Uh, how did that get pulled apart? Well, you forgot well, a couple of clips. So you was prying yeah, on it, and he broke the lens from the reflector. And it's not broken. It's just separated. It's, it's, separated. it's black underneath and then clear up top. Yeah. And the two clips that I didn't realize were attached there when I pulled it said, the video said, all you do is lift it out in the mall. It's not lifting. It's not lifting. And I figured, all right, it's been sitting here six years. Maybe it's kind of seized in place, and I pulled it up, and it, I heard it crack a little bit. Okay. So, What would you use if you broke his taillight? Uh, honestly, I would put it I would put it in an oven and um, heat it back up and squish it back together. Okay. Cause That's I, assuming that there's a gasket in there. Uh, yeah, there's got to be something. And there's some glue. Is there, does there appear to be glue in there or something? I can't tell if it's glued or heat sealed. Um, it doesn't look like there's glue. It looks like, you know, like like you're suggesting, plastic that might have been just heat sealed together. 
I don't know. Vulcanized together. Yeah, vulcanized. Why not just use a clear a GE silicone? I mean, a good quality name brand silicone. Why don't you just gap it with that and, and stick some in there and then clamp it, let it sit for, for you know, overnight, and then uh, take a razor blade, clean off the outside, and, and put the light back together? Would that be an option? Like, like, yeah, like the Home Depot kind of stuff. But I well, mean, like, I'm talking high GE. quality. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I have a real, I've tried some silicone that has let me down, and I've pretty much settled on name brands, and, and I do like and I do buy the GE Clear Silicone from Home Depot or Lowe's. I buy that a lot, so. They have a new Loctite okay. one, too. A do new they? Loctite Clear. Okay. That's like an instant. Gotcha. That, that literally, that you put it on a, a, a brick and put it on the wall, and it's it's locked in like three seconds what bothers me about that is is there's no recovery from it oh no yeah so if he doesn't if he leaves a little hole out then he can't go back there and do that again right so so with the ge silicone he can take a razor blade and carve out that area and silicone will stick to silicone so uh, that's what that's what kind of uh, but i like the monkey glues and all those kinds of stuff i'm just thinking that overall and 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 the purpose again is to keep the dust and the moisture out of the taillight assembly right and silicone just seems to be the very best thing so that's our answer okay. silicone okay I have, I have a secondary question related okay. to that too the bulb went out. It was a standard OEM bulb, and I was at Walmart, and I'm like, hey, let me try one of these LEDs. So I got a couple of these LEDs and put it in, and now when I push my brakes, my radio lights dim. Like, you know, when you turn your headlights and uh, the, your lights dim uh -huh. on the inside? And that is the only light that it occurs with. So if I tap the brakes, it dims, and it started happening right after I put in those LED bulbs. Could that have anything to do with this? I'll tell you what, we have seen an amazing amount of issues arisen from putting LED bulbs in. And the reason for that, like on my Dodge, I'll give you a perfect example. My, my headlights, all my lights on my Dodge are PCM controlled. So if, when, I, when I started putting the LEDs in my Dodge, the, the, um, the PCM realized that it thought because the LED was drawn so little current, it thought that the light bulb was actually out and it would say headlight out or fog light out or, or brake light out. It can cause a lot of different issues. Why would it be doing it on the radio? I, I'm not certain about that. Um, I'll bet you that the dash lights, the radio is part of the dash lights, and it's probably the most fragile part of the dash lights. People don't understand that when you lose your dash lights, they're almost always tied to your tail lights, and they do that on purpose. So if you lose your dash lights, it brings your attention to a problem. Dash lights are almost tied to the t tail lights all the time, almost on every car. So if you do you lose your dash lights, you have to watch behind you because people are not going to see you. In that particular case, I agree with you because the PCM is not going to see any kind of a load applied to that wire because that little stupid LED, and I don't mean stupid, right. that little bitty LED is not going to draw any power. They're three times brighter, and they used what uh, eighty percent less electricity right so so the answer right. to your question is is you're gonna have to go in there and put those factory bulbs back in just to make sure that you've done a clean test that's all right. just make sure you've done a clean test then what i would do if i were you did you put two ldds in or just one i put i swapped them both out okay all righty stay right there alan and i want to talk about this uh off the air and we're going to take a break so you stay right there and we're going to put you on hold we'll be right back right after this this is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. 
So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserite paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. The Robert Graham Show, an insider's look. Politics, you can ignore it. You can be a passive bystander, and you can kind of watch these games play out around the country, or you can engage and be an active participant in something that's actually going to mean something. From the chairman of the Arizona GOP. We'll talk about Arizona. We'll talk about the world economics and things that are impacting the U.S. We'll look at the things that really matter to you. Sundays at 7 a.m. Brought to you by IQ Wealth Management and Steve Jurich. Steve Jurich here. Imagine a safe and secure IRA rollover with a 10% to 15% upfront bonus with a guaranteed growth rate on your income account of up to 6% to 10%. Rather than dumping your 401k or IRA into a market destined to fall and fall hard, imagine never having to take another market-related loss as long as you live. You've worked too hard and saved too long to throw away your money now. Call me today or visit TrustIQWealth.com. That's TrustIQWealth.com. Okay, so just type the job website address here. That's it. Then you enter what job you're looking for there. Electrician. This is Peter. Recently, he got help going on the Internet for the first time to look for a new job. Okay, then you just hit search and... In the past, Peter's gotten work through people he knew, but he heard there were more jobs online. There we go. These are all for me? Uh-huh. Really? He had no idea just how many. I can't believe it. This one looks good. Peter is thinking the internet might be for him after all. And this is just one website. Wow. Why didn't I do this sooner? See what the internet can help you do at everyoneon.org or call 1-855-387-9166 to find a free training class near you. Brought to you by Connect to Compete and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurtz Auto. I know Kurtz. He's a good guy. Eric is his diagnostician technician, and he's up at I-17 in Bell. If you live anywhere close to I-17 in Bell and you don't already have a repair shop, 
then I would suggest that you stop by Kurtz. Kurtz won the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award for his classification last year, and that really says a lot. They opened their doors in 1987. Kurtz works on domestic and import cars, both gas and diesel. He has technicians that are ASE certified, which means your vehicle is going to be repaired by well-trained and certified technicians. And let me add honest to that as well. Kurtz Auto is, again, at I-17 in Bell, the northeast corner. If you have a shop, then try them for an oil change and you can compare. If you don't have a shop, just stop by. That's Kurtz Auto Repair. Alrighty, we're talking um, real quick. We were talking to George, and, and so what is it that you order for your car to compensate for the small amount of electrical load that LED, the aftermarket LED light bulbs you're putting in cars? There's a yeah, you hit the wrong button. I know. The um, there's a load, um, what is it called? Load resistor that that you you can add in to the so basically draws more current and it you know suffices for the for the PCM to think that there's a light bulb in there. So do you just go to Google and 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 Google? Yeah, the last time I purchased them, I purchased them for my truck and Andy's truck, and they were uh, I've got them at Amazon. They were like seven or eight bucks for four of them. Okay, and what do they look like? They're like uh, the ones I got were like orange or copper looking, okay. and they and they they look sort of like a roll of lifesavers, and they have a um, a wire coming out of each end. Just one wire coming out of each end. That's it. Okay, so then are you going to put that on the hot side or the uh, are the uh, you connect the positive and the negative side? So he he's going to take the power in the ground of that circuit and hook it to each end of that life that roll of lifesavers. That's it. Okay, and that's what fixed your truck. Yes. Okay, so your truck doesn't tell you that the lights are out anymore. No, nope, and it doesn't flash. It doesn't flash fast. It doesn't do anything. It's, they're all perfect. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hope that helps you. Put that? Where, you. Where do you put that? Right. I put mine about six inches behind the bulb. Oh, so it goes at the. Well, you're talking the positive and negative of the, of the actual bulb. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. So go about six inches. I got you. But yeah, and and there's no there's no cutting or splicing. All you need is a pair of pliers, and they have a uh, quick disconnect. Yeah, or like quick a, connect. A, a quick connect or a quick tap, and uh, okay. you just slide it on the thing, uh, and, and that's it. It's real. It's real simple. And yeah, uh-huh. like on Amazon for like you know, if if you type in LED uh, load, it, they'll, they'll come up. Millions of them will come up. Thanks so much for your help. Pleasure right. listening to you guys. No problem. Thank you, George. Thank you, Harry. You're up next. How can we help you? Yeah, uh, Mark. Uh, good talking to you. Thank you. Hey, uh, I know you've been talking about adding uh, uh, chips and stuff to uh, uh, vehicles and allowance. Uh, that's kind of his business. I read an article here a while back, and uh, they were talking about uh, the EPA was uh, initially going after racers that were using late model vehicles to take emissions. Um, stuff off. Well, they backed off on it and said that they were going to maybe go after the suppliers or makers of. Sounded to me like they're going after the makers of the chips and things that uh, you know that you use add to you know add a little more power to your vehicles. You, Have you heard anything about that? Oh yeah, yeah. That uh, that comes up all the time. Every the... everything now that we sell uh, is carb compliant. And carb compliant is California's standard, which is higher than anybody else. So most of these programmers and most of these hotshots that are building these components to make your car better, most of them live in California. Because when we went to uh, 
to reproduce. We had to have get new programming for a twin turbo Corvette that we built, and actually we found a programmer in California right. that was able to reprogram our PCM for pressure and vacuum in the intake system as opposed to just vacuum, because with twin turbos, you're going to have pressure as well as vacuum. So carb compliant means a lot in our industry because if it passes California Airboard, then it really passes the other 49 states. Because really and truly, as you well know, Harry, California people are different than the other 49 states in every way, oh, shape, yeah. or form. <laughs> well, you heard the latest deal about the cows over there. They're going to start uh, charging the farmers uh, uh, the methane that the cows uh, emit. Uh, exit, you know. <laughs> Uh, are you me. talking about me cows? A wait a minute. You wait a minute. Yeah. Harry, you called the show to talk about cows farting? No, I'm just saying California is kind of off the, off the charts. <laughs> no, that, <laughs> I mean, you've got to tax the cow for belching or, uh, or tooting or whatever, uh, methane gas, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know. Well, I would imagine that they've gotten more than enough people over in California that would be happy to walk around and lift the tail of the cow and sniff and be paid for it. So that's the only comment I have for you, Harry. Yeah, but they just signed a law. Governor Brown just signed a new law over there, so I don't know. If you read half the stuff that comes out of California, it is so way far out of real world. You know, I, I only hope and pray when the Lord caves in the west side of the country um, that he stops at the Colorado River. You know, I, 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 that's that's all I can say. Well, Harry, thanks for making me. Hey, uh, thanks, a lot, thanks for laughing. And um, I'm sure I'll get called in Monday morning wanting to know what we were talking about <laughs> on the radio. But I have my own chair at the general manager's office, so when I come in, I know exactly where to sit. Uh, when we come back, the lines are open, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question or a car problem, I think we're done talking about methane and cows. So we'll be back right after this. The Seth Liebson Show where it's principles, not politics. People used to look to the United States for help and instruction. This president, he's forsaking it, saying we in the United States have nothing better to offer. That's not just a renunciation of the ethic of the United States of America. That's an abdication and an abnegation of everything that we celebrated on July 4th and everything we celebrated on September 17th. Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASE-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. You've seen her on TV. You look around your church sometimes. The older the fella, the higher their britches are. That can be painful. You know what I mean? You've seen her on the big screen. I, mean, I do have on two pairs of spanks. I put on one pair, I got a hole. I thought I had a tumor. You know what I mean? Now, here's your chance to see her live. There's no real 
ladylike way of describing this, is there? Shonda Pierce, the queen of clean comedy, is back with the Happily Laughter After Tour. Hi, this ain't pretty, Bill. We're going to tell you how it really is. Come see Shonda Pierce and special guest Karen Williams and the Happily Laughter After Tour. For details and ticket information, visit AwakeningEvents.com. You can walk a mile in my world. 960 The Patriot and TRB Insurance present Shonda Pierce Girls' Night Out October 13th at Highlands Church in Scottsdale. Information and tickets at 960thepatriot.com or call 800-965-9324. TRBinsurance.net. All things Medicare. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. The left has no problem with language of good and evil when it comes to fellow Americans who aren't enlightened. That is to say, fellow Americans who aren't liberals or Democrats. That is just fine. That is where you will hear them talk about the word extremist. That is where you will hear them talk about the word radical. That is where you will hear them use superlatives. You want a superlative? Deplorable. That's a superlative. It's funny that the left and the Democratic Party can only use that phraseology when it comes to their fellow Americans. But heaven forfend they ever use it when it comes to those abroad who want to do us in. I give you modern multiculturalism. I give you today's left. I give you today's progressives. This is what it's all about. And this is why Emerson said the fall of man comes only after the fall and distortion of language. Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. Patriot app tip number three. Listening to Seth Liebson from 6 to 8 and want to chime in? Open your Patriot app, click the upper left-hand corner, and click on Call Studio. It's that easy. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour, we've got room for two more phone calls this hour for the rest of the show. So if you have a car question, now's the time to get in, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Tom, who owns Action Auto Repair at I-17 in Deer Valley. Action Auto Repair is a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop that's been up there since 1983. Folks, there's a lot of shops that come and go, but these guys on my list have been around for 10, 15, some of them 20 years, and some of them even longer than that. And Tom's been around a doggone long time. So whatever your repair needs are, you can stop by and talk with Tom and his staff. They'll talk to you about your car problems. They'll take a drive with you. They'll do all that kind of stuff for free. But they won't fix your car, and they won't diagnose the specific problem unless it's something as easy as a tire that's got a tread separation. Their technicians are ASE Master Certified, and they do know what they're doing. So that's Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley. Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley. John, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Good morning, sir. I'm having trouble getting a grease gun off of the Zerks on my uh, fittings of my trailer. Uh, as soon as I pump a little grease into it, I, I mean, I literally uh, pulled out two of the press fit Zerks trying to get the tip off. Um, I unscrewed the tip, try to release pressure. They just, I don't know if it's the Zerk itself is the problem or the tip's not letting go. It's more than likely the tip's not letting go. And the only thing that I know you can do is is buy a handful of Zerts and put them in your vise with the Zerk part up and then just take that gun and just connect and disconnect, connect and disconnect, because that's really what you need. Now, one of the other things that you could do, 
you have a garage that you normally deal with? I do. I would call, you know, if somebody came to me and said, hey, Mark, I got this brand new nipple, but I'm really having a tough time. It's not working. Can I trade you for one of your well-worn ones on one of your guns? And the answer would be yes. Of course Ooh, you can. I see. Okay. So that's what you really need is just you just need a new nipple. Now, they're not that expensive, and you could have got one that for whatever reason just wasn't machined right. This is the first time in my life I've ever heard of this. However, I would think that if you went to, like, Napa and bought a brand-new tip, that the chances are that that would probably be just crying for you. Hey, by the way, what color grease are you using on your trailer? Uh, it's just a lithium grease. Okay. You're better served with either a red or a green. Are you doing the wheel bearings on it? Uh, I've done the wheel bearings last year. This time I'm just doing the shackles. Okay. All right. The white lithium is fine, but what's better is is the waterproof green or the high temp red. And I just make that as part of a suggestion to you, Okay. Like the sticky red? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I did buy a new tip from uh, from a Napa store. They're, the guy said that they're all Chinese, uh, made in China, but uh, it seems to have the same problem. So I'm beginning to suspect it's the actual Zerk itself that's uh, on these shackles. Yeah. So. Well, and, and, and you're, you're describing something where you're pulling them out of the threads, and and that's that's not a good thing. So, like I said, the only other thing is if you've already had two of those that have this problem, um, you could find a, just put some new zerts on your shackles of your trailer after you've identified that those will work a lot better in the vice, because it may be, how old is your trailer? It's, uh, it's eight years old, but I, I replaced all of the shackles. They're the, the high-end, greasable, wet, wet bolt shackles. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, just um, I, I don't know what else to tell you. It's just a problem that I've never run across. But like I said, if you have a garage, you just might ask him, can I swap you tips? He's not going to care. One other, one other question. Um, my son's got a 2006 Duramax, an LBZ, um, diesel motor in it. Um, a few months ago, he had a problem that uh, after putting some steps, the retractable steps on it, that the uh, engine wouldn't start. We think that somehow in, in putting the electrical in it, uh, the control module up under the hood right next to the radiator must have gotten uh, or touched with uh, 12 volts. And uh, so we went online and we found a, a suggestion that you take and hook a ground wire to those, those little dimples that are all over the heat sink on there. Yeah. And... Uh, that caused the truck to start. So something happened inside of that uh, transmission control module um, in that process of installing the steps. So as long as it has a, a ground clip hooked to those little dimples on that uh, transmission control module, the truck will start run normally. It's uh, it's it's bad. We replace them all the time. It's likely it may have been something you did, but it's that's a very common repair. Okay, so you have to replace the transmission control module, or yep. there... replace and reflash the TCM. Yep. And and here's the problem is is we're looking at here. Him and I are looking at one another. I don't know how many sets of steps we install a month, but it's it's got to be five or ten sets of steps. And yep. we we've never had that problem. No. And so we're we're wondering. All you do is wire those up to the courtesy lights. And the courtesy lights don't go the, to the transmission control module, or they yeah. shouldn't go through no, the they, transmission. Well, yeah, there there is a power wire that goes over to the to the battery, battery system. 
yeah. yeah. And, okay. And there's some kind of a, a brain there that also goes right there at the battery. But, well, yeah, in any never, event, it is what it is. Yeah, we, we've never experienced started. that. We're hooking into the courtesy light circuit. Uh, door jar switch. Door jar switch. We're 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 looking at we're hooking into that thing to open and close the doors. But um, how much is the TCC and 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 have it uh, flashed? Uh, it's. Uh, I, I want to say it's like five hundred bucks or less. Oh I boy. Yeah, I don't know exactly yeah. how much. But if you wanted to leave the ground wire on the case and it's still everything else was normal, then you could certainly leave it there. The problem is is that you run a risk of causing some additional damage and without knowing what's really wrong with it, no one can say it's going to be okay or it's not going to be okay. But you only have two options, either replace the transmission control module or just leave Are your you? ground strap on there and go from there. Okay. All right, All good right, luck to you. Guys. Thank you. Thank you, Thank John. You. And Dan, you're up next. How can we help you, Dan? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, I've got a 2009 Chevy Express one-ton van with a six-liter gas V8. When I'm towing my travel trailer up the I-17 out of Black Canyon <laughs> City, I'm having to tuck in behind the 18-wheelers going 25 with our flashers on. Um, I heard you guys talking about the chips and programmers um, earlier. Two, two quick questions. Could could I benefit from, from something like that? What year is the vehicle? 2009. What motors it got in it? Six though? liter, yes. Oh, six it's a liter. six liter. Okay. Yeah. Um. The, the gas are kind of tricky because you're going to spend a lot of money for not a ton of horsepower. Okay. I mean, you typically spend fifteen hundred bucks if we do a, like an exhaust and intake and a programmer. You're going to spend fifteen to seventeen hundred bucks, and you're going to get like forty horsepower, forty-five horsepower. Okay. And that's and that's not going to be enough to. Move. How, how much does your trailer weigh, by the way? Um, it's only about six thousand. Okay, two axles or three? Two. Okay. Um, well, let me ask you a question. If if you were to work this a little harder, are you on the floor at twenty-five miles an hour? No, no. Okay. No, and that's kind of my second question: is what is a safe, sustainable RPM when I'm climbing that hill? Well, I'd say it's probably five hundred off the red line. Well, if you just lower. got it. It's got a digital tax, so I don't know what the red line is. On. Okay, um, yeah, it's kind of like just kind of drive it, and, and 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 here's the deal: I would take control of the transmission because I think you're probably experienced when you're going up the hill, you get going kind of fast, you back off the throttle, it drops from fourth gear to fifth gear, then you throttle back up, and then it drops from fifth gear to fourth gear, and the transmission is hunting up and down, up and down as you go up, and you let go of the gas, you hit the gas, you let go of the gas, you hit the gas. So when you start those hills, pull it yourself down into third and hold it there and just listen to the motor. Um, I think that 09's probably got a rev limiter on it. So I don't think that that yeah. motor's going to let you go into an area, but I, I, I wouldn't know. If you have a garage, have him take a ride and put it in first or second gear and tell you what comfortable RPM he's at. I'm thinking 4,000. Yeah. What What are you running it at currently when you're going up at 25? What's it at? Well, um, actually, I'm probably around more around 40 miles per hour. Oh, okay. Um, realistically in right. third gear and i do manually drop into third gear but i'm, I'm typically running about um 4, rpm that okay at 45 4,000 uh, rpms yeah that uh, doesn't that doesn't scare the, me the 25 bugged us yeah but the 45 doesn't bug us you are right in the center of where you need to be or where where everybody else is at so if you're in third gear you're running 4,000 or a little higher and you're doing 45 miles an hour with a 6,000 pound trailer um, I don't think I think Alan's right. You can spend fifteen hundred dollars, but if you get forty horsepower, you're not going to be able to tell that, and you're not going to be happy you spent that money. 
Right, right. So, okay. And and if he was going to do anything, why not just do exhaust? Isn't there the? Isn't that going to be the best benefit for him to open up the exhaust as opposed to the programmer and the cold air kit and all the other stuff? Mm. Uh, I mean, if I had to only do one, I would do an exhaust. But what makes the most power is probably the programmer. programmer. Yeah. Okay. And the problem with the programmer is, is they specifically don't want you to tow large loads with the programmer. So you're kind of using something that's not really designed for your pulling. It's really designed to just make that express a little bit more uh, fuerte, a little tougher, um, without the trailer on it. And see, you're asking it for to do something that's really not they don't want to do so anyway dan good luck to you thank you very much for calling in gil do we have anybody else tom good morning to you how can we help you morning question on a starter i've got an old 98 honda accord i was doing the troubleshooting on it i believe it's the solenoid not the starter Nobody wants to sell me just a solenoid. Any ideas where i can get one sir no one wants to sell you a solenoid because they go by the time the solenoid goes bad, the starter's 140 years old. And we all know that that putting in a solenoid, that means it's going to come back, and the customer's going to, well, I may speak from a shop's point of view. The customer's going to be mad. So okay. at, at my shop, you're not getting anything except the whole package, and I'm not ripping you off. I'm doing what's in your best interest. And there can't be that much difference between the solenoid by itself and uh, and the starter. Um, and, and with a packaged solenoid on it. So um, I, I would just tell you really and truly, if you're going to go all the work to take that starter out, which is unbolt everything at the back of the solenoid and a couple starter bolts and maybe a hanger at the back, then just do yourself a favor. If you've got a 98, this thing's 12 years. Well, it's not quite 12 years old. It's uh, ten. It's eight years old, right? Is eight years old? 98? Yeah. Nine, oh, that's right. I, I forgot a digit there, didn't yeah. I? So <laughs> it's 18 years old. Um, yeah. I would think that, that, that you'd want to put a starter and solenoid in it. And here's how you can. If you go to my website, MarkSalem.com, and you go to FAQ, I think it's 28, it it's tells you how to use the headlights to diagnose whether it's the solenoid or the starter. Okay. And the solenoid, if it just click, click, clicks, and the headlights barely dim, that means the electrical draw is nothing. So that's the solenoid. But if you go click, 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 and the headlights dim a lot and then come back on, that means the starter shorted. And I want to tell you something. My very best techs are going to have to put a voltmeter on that and run an amp, an inductive amp probe off that positive cable to determine whether it's a solenoid or the starter. I could do it up at the ranch, but I also have an inductive amp probe, and I have a digital voltmeter, and I know how to check it. So in your particular case, while you think it's a solenoid, I suggest to you you're, you only have a, a chance of being 50-50 right. And I'd hate for you to do all that work. But if you really wanted a solenoid, you're going to have to contact a starter rebuilding company. Um, can you think of anybody right now? No. Just just go starter rebuild company on Google, and you can probably buy a solenoid from them. For the rest of you, if you have any email questions Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're welcome to send them to me, mark at marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com. You can send me an email. You can go to our website, MarkSalem.com. There's lots of information. There's lots of FAQs there. And there's also a list of the best car repair shops in Phoenix. That list has been around since 1988, folks. That list, I've worked very hard to provide you the very best and honest repair shops that are around. Um, they all know that they have to 
to do a good job, and it's not any struggle for any of these guys. So we have mechanical shops, we have tire shops, we have paint and body shops, we have guys that work on diesels. So you can find just about any kind of shop you want. The only thing we don't have is an upholstery shop, and we've looked for those. And uh, Palacios up in Scottsdale is probably as close as we've come. Right. And but and we use them personally. But in reality, finding an auto repair shop is a crapshoot. And uh, here's my promise to you. If you have a problem with one of my shops and the Better Business Bureau says to the shop to write you a check and they refuse, I'll write the check up to $5,000. I personally will write the check. And, folks, since 1988, that's never happened. So MarkSalem.com is our website. Thanks for spending your Saturday with us. Every Saturday between 10 and noon, we're here talking about cars. But, like I said, you can still get me on email. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.